Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, Bradley Trainer has had a glimpse That's my name. Don't wear it of out. what it's like for me mm. in my parenting shoes. Oh, yes. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Um, say more. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Um, well, really, it's all about going to the dog park. I think that is as close to judging other people's parenting as I'll ever get. So I went to the dog park um, yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, Saturday. I took Wheezy to the dog park. And within five minutes, I wanted to go Caesar Milan on about half a dozen people. <laughs> so, and I, again, imagine that that has to be the closest thing to to what parents must feel like when they feel obligated to want to parent other people's children. Uh-huh. Like you see people's kids do something and you're like, mm. I would not do that if I were that parent or that parent should know better than Sudzu. Don't you know that XYZ has XYZ effect on your child? Anyway, so we go to the, I go to the dog park. I let we, you know, it's a dog park. Right. You, you take your dog. Uh I thought this was easy. You take your dog to the dog park. You let it off its leash. It runs around, Mm -hmm. plays with some other dogs. You check your Instagram and, um, Maybe smile at somebody else and say, how are you? Mm -hmm. Within like two minutes, people, there was this lady, she was very fancy. Mm -hmm. She walks into the dog park with her, her very fancy little Jack Russell Terrier, I think something that looks like that still on the leash. Now it drives me nuts when people hold their dog to like up in like they're mm-hmm. holding their dog right mm-hmm. you're walking into a dog park what happens when a new dog comes to the dog park oh all the dogs yeah. come running right because they're, they're all like, excited new, new playmate yay yeah. and normally you just let your dog run right mm-hmm. and at first you know they kind of get mobbed by all the other dogs and they figure it out well this woman was like carrying her dog into the dog park was he it was a puppy still, dog or no, was it older? Dog. okay it's a small dog park okay it's a wonderful place on Lake of the Isles. It's like the only one in the city where small dogs can run and be free and not get mm-hmm. trampled or eaten by bigger dogs. And so she's got him on a leash and puts him down and he's on a leash. Now, when you put another dog, I could go on, but basically you never want to put a um, a dog on a leash in the middle of a bunch of dogs that aren't on a leash. Right. Because it creates terror in the dog that can't get away right. on the leash. And then all these other dogs are like, you know, trying to get at the dog and she thinks they're trying to attack the dog and she's getting mad at all the dogs that are attacking the dogs. And it's like, just take your dog off the leash and let let it it run around out. And also when another dog comes up and gets in its face and they skirmish, that's fine. They'll figure it out unless a dog is like 
terribly antisocial, it probably wouldn't be at the dog park in the first place. They'll figure it out. They're dogs, man. If like, it's fine. But people just want to like hyper parent their dogs. And I imagine that has to be the very same thing when you're with, you know, you don't have dog parks for children, but I guess you have parks, right? Oh, yes. So like letting your kid, I would be, I think maybe the kind of parent that's like, my kid's going to be fine. It's going to play. It's going to fall down. It's going to hit another kid. It's okay. Okay. So that's so funny because, okay, the harder part of parenting in a people park is not necessarily how, oh, this is going to sound so like convoluted and meta. No, it's, I, I know it's a safe space. I'm trying to figure out how to say it in a way that makes sense. You're maybe like, I'm fine with my kid, like working stuff out, but I know the other parents aren't fine with my kid working stuff out. Meaning I happen to have a kid who was a sand thrower for a very long time at the park. I just didn't take him to the park because I was fine. I mean, I wasn't fine with it, but I was like, I would try to parent it and like try to make him stop. And then we would leave if it was too much, if he would keep on doing it. Um, but I knew other parents were like the first handful of sand that went. If their kid was in the line of fire, I was the worst parent in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, but who cares? Like, I'm not judging your parenting, although that's what we're talking about, which is hilarious. But in that context, and again, not a parent, but my there is an allegory or uh, an analogy. My dog loves to dig. Uh-huh. And this thing would happen where, like, also, I'm taking my dog to a dog park. It can dig. Till the sun yeah, because it's not your backyard. Because it ain't my backyard. Okay. And it's a dog. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know this, dogs inherently like to dig. I once asked a, a dog expert, mm-hmm. how do I get my dog to stop digging? She's like, ask it to not be a dog because mm-hmm. it's going to dig no matter yeah. what you do. Um, so I let the dog dig in the in the dog park. And I would get these looks from people like, oh, you're just going to let your dog do that? And then their dog would try to dig. And then they would give me the dirty look like your dog is encouraging my dog to dig. And it's like, oh. if you can't handle your dog being in a social setting where all things can happen, you shouldn't be here because the rest of us are fine. Right? <laughs> And so I, I don't know what I would do with a kid, but I, I kind of feel like, guess what? Your kid has to learn how to get sand thrown in its face. I happen to actually agree with you on that. And so, but it is actually incredibly similar what you're telling me yeah. and what it's like parenting yeah. in public. It's like you're doing things or not doing things. Not because like I, there are so many things that I'm like fine with. Yeah. But I'm afraid other people aren't fine with. And so, I, I don't know. Listen, I also think it's completely necessary to have that experience, both for your kid or dog, but also for yourself well, to, like, grow as a human. That's the thing. And is stop like, caring what me, other people it's think. it's far less about, and I've always said this about, like, people who take their dog for training. It, you're not, the dog's not tr- getting trained. Very minute. I mean, dogs are incredibly smart. You can train them to sit and stand and whatever. Dance roll over fine but most of training i think is for the doggy parents and i would imagine that the same is true when you have children because you know again like there was there was a a guy uh at the dog park this weekend who their dog would get in my dog's face and my dog would like snarl because like when dogs have had enough they will snarl Mm -hmm. right and that's just how they communicate they felt bad that their dog was getting in my dog's face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
it's fine. And then they kept like hyper hovering over their dog. And I'm like, you're just making your dog more um, sensitive or like, like you're just getting in your dog's way. And it's probably encouraging that dog to be more aggressive. Just let it like they'll they will figure it out. It's going to be okay. But they kept like coming up like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's they're dogs. They're fine. Oh my gosh, you have totally just completely described exactly why I never took my children to the park. <laughs> because I honestly then, couldn't handle the people. But then the problem is, and I'm not saying your children no, are the it. same as dogs, but your chil- and your children are socialized. But when I in my head, I'm like, right. I'm not not coming to this park because you have issues. Like my dog needs to be able to be social. And one of the best things that we ever did for our dog was socialize it from like the get go, Mm -hmm. because you see so many little dogs who people are like overly, you know, apologetic about their dogs. And then they, you know, develop these like weird habits because they never take them out in public Mm -hmm. and then they get it because they're embarrassed and then they don't take them out and then they get even worse. Okay, And then all of a sudden your kid like nobody, you know. So this is, so I am, I feel this exact way. I'm just going to, this is going to be like my last moment on this. This is my soapbox moment. <laughs> when, um, that's how kids learn how to eat out in restaurants. Yeah. So whenever you are in a restaurant. We just talked about this. Did you? No, did I? you and I. We did? On the radio? Not on the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you, when I take my, I've been taking my kids out to restaurants for yeah. a very, very long, since they were babies and they didn't always act perfectly they didn't even uh, and they still don't always act perfectly but i always just want to remind people when they're irritated by children in a public setting those parents are probably trying to teach their children how to be in that public setting yeah and so i just encourage patience from everybody well and it's the same thing where it drives me nuts because like you like when people complain about children being children on an airplane that's dumb to me because you need to live in a world with children. Mm-hmm. You are not promised a world that didn't have crying children. Mm-hmm. Now, if the child is crawling over the seats and the parents aren't doing anything about it, that's an issue. That's right? a but different that's conversation. The parents, mm-hmm. That's not the child. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, like worrying about people being um, being uh, hindered by the existence of your children is not your problem. I mean, easier said than done. But when it comes to my dog, I... My dog is going to be a dog, and I'm not going to apologize dog. for my dog dogging. You know what? And I'm not going to apologize for my children childrening anymore. Thank you. And that is the end of that. We've learned something yes. from each other. Thank you for coming together with me on that, Bradley. Mm. That was lovely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Lindsay Lohan has issued an apology for her dumb comments. And uh, as a result of that, we need to issue an edict to all celebrities. It's pretty intense. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Well, Lindsay Lohan has issued an apology for her dumb comments. And uh, as a result of them, we have to issue an edict to all of the celebrities on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And Bradley... What's this edict? Okay, so can I get a fanfare, please? Oh, Holly does a great mouth trumpet. I don't know if you know this. Stop saying dumb things and apologizing for them. Presenting. Well, well, that was kind of right, right? Pretty accurate. 
There we go. Like, yeah, literally, that. you are no longer allowed to apologize for dumb comments. Ugh. And most importantly, I mean comments that are opinions about things that if... Okay, so here's the math. If you say something, knowing full well that it's controversial, and then there is a backlash, you do not then get to apologize for that because <sighs> your apology has been rendered invalid in my world. Here's why. I love that. Lindsay Lohan made really assy comments about the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and basically said that women, uh, if they do, if they speak out about this issue, are being weak. Quote, if it happens at that moment, that is sexual harassment or, you know, like rape, you discuss it at that moment. Mm. You make it a real thing by making it a police report. I'm going to really hate myself for saying this. So uh, she knows so she full knows wells, right there. wells what she's about yeah. to do. She goes on. But I think by women speaking against all these things, that is rape, sexual assault, uh-huh. it makes them look weak when they are very strong women. You have these girls who come out who don't even know who they are, who do it for the attention. That is taking away from the fact that it happened. Excuse me? Anyway, she goes on to, quote, unreservedly apologize for her remarks in a statement to People magazine. The quote, and here's why this is why I think there needs to be an edict. The quote solely related to my hope that a handful of false testimonies out of a tsunami of heroic voices do not serve to dilute the importance of the Me Too movement and all of us who champion it. Um, However, I have since learned how statements like mine are seen as hurtful, which was never my intent. Okay, first of all, that girl did not write that. No, of course she didn't. Because this those is just PR spin. Yes, because she's got project in the works with MTV. She's got project. She doesn't want to get Roseanne, so True. she, you know, um, basically lied. Because there is nothing. So here's here's why we need an edict. Because there is nothing that she said. She knew when she said what she said that it was going to be taken. Uh, Negatively, Yeah, she said, I might hate myself for saying this. Which means you probably shouldn't say it. You know what you're about to say yeah. is not going so to be received well. You don't well. get to say you're sorry. Right. Like, I know we're supposed to, like, be all like, you can say you're sorry. Right. And we're all like, oh, you grew as a person. But ain't nothing growy about what she said in that apology. All it says to me is that somebody at MTV was like, hey, if you want to show, you need to come out in People Magazine and you need to make a full statement. By the way, here's the statement you're going to make. And, because uh, we know you can't make words. Because because if I start to pull apart that particular apology, it literally does that whole thing where it's like, I had no idea and somebody has learned me the other. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, the opposite. Like, no, nobody learned you anything. You don't understand. You honestly believe that uh, women who speak out about sexual assault and abuse are lying and making stuff up to get attention. Right. That's what you said. Right. Also, that's rich coming from a person whose entire existence is about trying to get attention. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? She's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is I uh, I try to teach this lesson to my children all the time. You can't you can't take the apology as the hit for the wrong thing you wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Meaning you can't go. I'm just going to do this thing that I know is wrong that I want to do because I feel like doing it. And I know it's wrong and my mom's going to get mad at me. I'll just apologize. Apologies are great when they mean something. Apologies are like the words I'm sorry in and of themselves are meaningless unless they have action to back them or an actual change of heart. This is Lindsay Lohan going, oops, I'm what she's sorry for is that she said something and people didn't like it. What what she apologized for was that she wants to keep her job. That's basically it. Um, Which, again, she should know better. Like, did she not think it like. So why don't you apologize for being dumb? Just like you. I mean, that's honest. She yeah. could have just said, I didn't think my words all the way through. I mean, I guess I just have dumb opinions because I like, I'm I, I not don't know. Like smart. there are ways she could have apologized that I would have been like, okay, well she gets it. I don't think she gets this. I don't think she wrote that apology. And I think she honestly believes that women who do speak out. I'm sure there are a lot of women and a lot of men, for that matter, who think very cynically about a lot of this Me Too experience. Who think like, oh, these are just a bunch of women trying to get a- attention. Oh, we've heard that. Yeah, because, you know, who doesn't want to talk about rape for attention? Right. I need a job. Let me tell people I was raped. Right. Excuse me, who right. does that? Right. Nobody does that. No. no. I-, I would say, you know, if somebody does that... It would be a small sect of, of people and they would have no conscience whatsoever. Well, and not only Honestly. that, it would be really easy to determine that that was fake. I mean, at some point, like, it would be obvious, right? Like, you don't have hundreds of women coming out right. just because they're like, oh, it's cool I to just be really sexually assaulted for attention. Oh. Yay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, crazy, stupid idiots after this. All of you. On my talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And we call those dumb people doing dumb things crazy, stupid idiots. Yeah. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. 
It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's not where we're going, though. Oh, it's a bummer. Do you know where we're going to go? No. We are going to go to Rotorua. Where? Rotorua. Where is that? I don't know. I think it's New Zealand. Okay. Um, But I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But that has nothing to do with anyone. So this lady named Malo Harris, mm-hmm. back on Saturday, was driving past a car wash at a local gas station. And she saw something that changed her life forever. She saw a horse going through the car wash. I mean, that would be awesome, right? No. Not for the horse. <laughs> Not for the horse. Well, I don't know. Maybe the horse would like that, right? No. What she did saw was a guy at the car wash. Okay. But not just any guy. Uh-huh. What do you think she saw? Uh, she saw uh, the Hamburglar. So there was this, uh, the name of the car wash was the, <laughs> the, out. Soft wash. Here, I'm going to send you this video, and I want you to open this, please, because I want you to see what she saw. Again, you have this woman; she's in New Zealand. Will you go to the Facebook link that is there? Mm -hmm. Uh, She drives by this car wash and sees something that has since gone viral, and it's called the soft wash. And there's a soft wash happening. Play the video. Okay, my computer's not cooperating. So there's a guy Mm -hmm. in the car wash. By himself? He literally is going through the car wash, right? Kind of something we've all thought about at some point in our lives. Sort of. Right? Like, I'm going to run through the car wash. There's only one problem. You're not able to get there? I, it's not oh, It's not. Man, loaded. you're missing out here. I'm going to show you because you need to experience okay. this firsthand. Okay. She's driving by this car wash. Imagine okay. this. This is you on a Saturday afternoon. Just going to the car wash. Do what do you do, see? Do, 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 do. A guy's butt. He's laying <laughs> naked on the hood of the car. Legs spread. Wow. Backside up in the air. Enjoying Hi. the... Uh, Literally, it's just a beautiful things. sunny day. And, and the, the sky out. And the moon is out. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> what on earth? And oh. uh, the woman is heard saying, only in Rotorua. Up to... She goes, what are you up to, bro? You're on crack. What is he doing? I mean, I mean, I know what he's doing, but what is he doing? The man apparently was dared to take a shower oh. in the car wash and was simply following orders. Okay, The jets might feel nice. Uh, it's not the jets that I would be concerned about. It's the those giant bristle brushes. Yeah. That, that are thwapping him on the behind. That I don't think would ta- taste. Oh, it doesn't that. look like a soft watch, wash at all. No. That looks not soft. Yeah. Like it looks looks like the other word. I just this is one wow. of those things where I'm like, how come that never happens to me? That I'm just driving by and there's a guy <laughs> on all or well, spread out on booty the booty out <laughs> on the oh, hood of the car. Oh, could we all be so lucky? Really? <laughs> That's a bummer. Uh, and also, there's a part of me that just you'd want to know what that felt like at some point in your nah, life. I think I'm fine before you die. What does mm, that feel like? I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Can we go to Germany for our next crazy, stupid idiot? Okay. Das stimmt, das war ein tolles Jahr. On Thursday, the emergency services line got a call from a man who was very scared, very frightened. Why? Because he was being 
pursued by a wild animal. Oh, no. Yes, he was uh, running down the street being chased by a, an animal. Okay. And he needed uh, assistance to get away from this <laughs> frightening wild animal. So when officers uh, arrived on the scene, they found that the chase was still underway. And the man was running from this wild animal. The wild animal, Bradley, was a teeny tiny baby squirrel. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Okay. Have you ever, when a baby squirrel gets separated from the mama squirrel, the baby squirrel like just needs anybody. And so they'll like get their sights set on anything that looks like it can take care of them. Okay. And this guy happened to be the thing. And the tiny baby squirrel was chasing him down. Like, will you be my daddy? And he was trying to run for it. And he was scared because he was afraid it would maybe be rabid. One of the cops uh, went to approach the baby squirrel who had slowed down because he was so tired and he just fell asleep. So look at the picture of the sleeping baby squirrel, this tiny little, and it's a little tiny brown squirrel. Are they feeding it and taking care of it? They are. They're looking for a rescue, uh, a rescue center to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I bet that guy kind of felt dumb because seriously, it was a baby squirrel. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. You don't know. Although, as somebody who has survived rabies shots, you know, and squirrels, little known fact, aren't going to give you rabies. They don't carry rabies. Man, apparently that is a little known fact. The squirrels outside of my house lately. Oh, they're getting busy. They're getting busy and they're getting loud. And Uh I hear them doing it all morning. Okay. I mean, oh, thank you for that delightful rendition, Holly, of squirrel sex. sex. Cool. Brown chicken, brown squirrel. (laughs) Wow, it doesn't sound pleasant at all. Um, I'm hungry. Okay. Can we go to McDonald's? Sure. Actually, Wendy's. I'm, I'm feeling more like the square burger situation. Okay. Yeah, because you, you like those four extra bites of just the meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we need to go to the Wendy's and okay. hang out. And if we were to go, and this is near Indianapolis, if we were to go to the Wendy's and hang out and we're sitting there, we're eating in. Uh-huh. And there's a 71 year old man next to you, and you noticed that he was on a computer. Mm-hmm. Would you look at his screen? Of course, you always look at the neighbor's right? screen. You act like you're not, but you probably are. Yeah, you do. Everybody does it. Um, what if I had told you that just uh, this weekend that happened? There was a 71 year old man. He was sitting at the uh, Wendy's, uh-huh. and a couple was sitting next to them, to him looked over mm-hmm. and saw something that ugh, not appropriate. Was it Pern? It wasn't just Pern. What kind of Pern was it? <laughs> I don't even want to tell you no! because it's just oh, really sad. bad Pern. Like really bad and illegal and appropriate Pern. Was it squirrel Pern? Yes, it was squirrel Pern. <laughs> if by squirrels you mean 12-year-old No. Girls. No, ish. So apparently this guy, Timothy, by the way, his name is Guy. Timothy Guy. Okay. This guy thought it was appropriate to look at not just Pern, but child Pern at the Wendy's in the booth. No. Now. I think that was a cry for help. 
They, uh, well, you think, yeah, probably um, he was asked by the police officer if there were any images that shouldn't be on his computer. And he said he just had scantily clad ladies on his computer. Turns out they weren't scantily clad ladies. They were just not clad at all. Well, and they weren't ladies. Ladies. So he was charged with pern session, Mm -hmm. pern possession, Mm -hmm. and uh, of a child like oh. I know I did oh. I almost didn't want to tell that one but I had to because the guy his name is Timothy guy and it's the Wendy's and Lagoody and I just wanted to say the name Lagoody that's a place where Lagoody. is that apparently it's near Indianapolis huh yeah Lugooty all right Lagoody well, I think we need a palate cleanser. I so, think so too. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time for the throwback live at two forty-five. Uh, we're going to go head to head in a battle to see who can identify Bye. the vintage audio. Bye. Okay, Bradley's ready to go. Bye. Uh, <laughs> we'll see who reigns supreme today. Me. Me. Two forty-five. Hi. Hi. Bitches. Okay. Calm down. It means it's time for the throwback live on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and your throwback live. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the throwback live. At 2.45. Sweep the leg. I must predict you. Win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host. Who run this mother? Holly Roberts. Hi, guys. Hey, Holmes. Hi. It's time to play the throwback live at 2.45. Here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the throwback live at 2.45. And Colleen and Bradley buzz in by yelling out their names. Bradley. Just like that. Good job, guys. Thank you. You're You're welcome. Oh, thank you. You smell good today, too. Okay, that's too far. Thank you, Bradley. I appreciate that you appreciate good hygiene. Now, here at the Throwback Live at 2.45 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we keep track of the total victories, meaning since we've started the game, we keep a tally of who has been winning the Throwback Live at 2.45. Now, as it stands today, Bradley has a wonderful 49 victory tally. I love it. And Colleen has 53 total victories. Amazing. Thank you. Oh, what a none, none, what a word of nothing. I'm sorry, were those, was that English you were working on right there? Good job, Bradley. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's play the first vintage pop culture audio clip. Let's start the throwback live at 245 with our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley, listen carefully and identify this. Colleen. Colleen, that is the open to the Oprah show. That is Run On, sung by Oprah Winfrey. Oh my God, what? Find out what waits for me. I see 10,000 stories and I have no idea. What year was that? 90, mid 90s. Oh my God, I don't know that one. I know the Paul Simon one. This is Oprah singing. No, I don't know that one. Run On. 
like, yes. good job. That's you. one point for me. That is one point for Colleen Lindstrom. But that is true. She does need three, and that means it's still anybody's game. Oh, God. Who knows what's going to happen? I know. Well, we won't know what happens until we play the game. So let's move on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Now, Colleen and Bradley correctly identify this clip. Hoo-ah. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is um, Hoo-ah. That's the what's-his-name guy. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I from the movie. Mm-hmm. The How's that going over there? Okay, you need to shut your pie hole or I'm mm-hmm. going to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Bradley? That's the that's the guy, and he's playing a blind person. I'll give you five seconds. Give me the name of the actor, name of the movie. Uh, okay, that is. Uh-huh. Uh, oh God! Why? Why? That why? is Scent of a Woman. Oh yeah, and I that is that. Al Pacino. Al Pacino, I would have gotten Scent no, of a Woman. But you I would didn't not get have it, gotten. and I did. So oh, that's a point for okay. me. That is a point what? for Colleen Lindstrom. Congratulations. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. You have two points in yes. today's Throwback Live at 245. Now, Bradley, you could still win the game it's if you guess before. the following three vintage pop culture audio clips correctly. Now, moving on to our third Highly clip. Unlikely. Colleen and Bradley, wow. I need you to listen carefully mm-hmm. and correctly Ugly identify words. the following vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen. Colleen. In West Philadelphia, born, that is the open to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. My God, how do you even know in that? West, West Philadelphia, Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball no outside idea. of the pool with a couple of guys who were up to no good. I mean, I started making watch. trouble in my neighborhood. Yeah. I got in one little yeah. fight and my mom got scared and said, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." Well, I'm glad you guys are having fun. Oh my gosh, I just won! I won. Hollywood did I win? You did, Colleen Gosh, Lindstrom. That was spectacular. Thank you. You swept the throwback live at 245 today, yes, and I you did. just won yourself a wonderful collection of Barry Manilow's greatest hits I on 8-track. love it. I will have to get an 8-track machine, but until then, I will know that I have good music to look forward to. Thank you. And I'm a winner. How many am I, uh, have I won now? Total victory tally for Colleen Lindstrom is 54. Gosh. Bradley at 49. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 49. Falling way behind. I wouldn't say way. I've been further behind. I will say that. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Have you really? I don't know if you have. Let's finish Actually, up the yeah, game I just think... for funsies. Let's see if I can get the other two. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Getting a little sassy there. I am. Mm. All right. Well, let's play our fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. 
Colleen and Bradley, for funsies, correctly identify the following. Bradley Colleen, Bradley. That is Queen. He was song. Um, is this real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide? No escape from reality. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't patronize me, please. Yay! Thank okay. you. Yay! You already won your dumb game. song unfortunately we don't have time to play the whole no. thing Womp. but we do have time to play this fifth vintage <sighs> pop culture audio clip for funsies again colleen already won the throwback live at 245 today i did so win it i won it already so. this is just for yeah, fun correctly identify the following bradley trainer bradley that's um gilligan's island thank you good job okay don't patronize me that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. That has to be the first By season? I have no day. idea. Yeah, that's the first season. And mm-hmm. if you played it all the way to the end, you would know this because it would say, this, uh... Uh, what and the rest instead of naming the skipper? They oh. did name the rest of the crew, the entire crew. During well, then it's after the second. Yeah, because Professor and Marianne are included oh. in the name on Gilligan's Island. They just said the rest, like they didn't really and care about the everybody rest. else. That was the first season. Mm. I think Donnie wants to, us to pay attention I agree. to him right I now. Agree. I agree. I agree. Give it up for Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hi, Donnie. Hi, Donnie. I'm trying to remember. I'm, I may have this wrong, but the guy who played the, the, the skipper, Jack, was it Jack Haley Jr.? No, it was no, Alan Hale. Alan Hale. And I think his dad was a, a well-known actor. Oh, um, okay, never mind. Um, I don't know. Alan Hale Jr. What? So presumably, I thought his dad was Yeah, his actor. dad was. He was the son of a major movie character or character actor named Alan Hale Sr. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I'm vindicated. Okay, well, okay, good. I don't think Point anyone was you, challenging Donnie. you. but Well, no, you, know. you weren't challenging me. I was just, you know, it's you random information. I wasn't just making stuff up. Can I... Tell you guys, I don't. You know how they did like a finale of that? Did they get off the island? I can't remember. And then they did that special return to Gilligan's Island. Yeah, so in they the get 80s. off the island and oh, then sure. they went back to the island because they missed but the, it. So but did much. they like? What did they do when they went back to the island? Did they build a resort a resort there or something? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Why remember. is that funny? <laughs> did anybody watch that? No, it was it was a TV movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. like in the eighties or nineties yeah, or something. No, I I uh, missed that. Okay. Yeah. How many of those people are still alive? Mm, probably not. Uh, no, two. Marianne, two. Is Marianne for sure. She was Ginger. just here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Ginger was just it? here. And Ginger's alive. Or not Marianne. Ginger. Uh, Marianne was. Marianne here. was on our show at the fair two years ago. Yes. Uh huh. But the professor gone. Yeah. Yes, they're all dead. Yeah. Yes, Bob Denver's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maynard G. Krebs. Thurston and Mrs. Howell. Yes, they're yeah. So sad. Mr. Magoo's gone. Mr. Magoo and uh, Mrs. Howell, she was famous in her own right. Was she? Mrs. Howell, okay. she was. I think she was a movie actress. Eunice Wentworth Lovey. Howell. Oh, that was her actual name, Natalie Shaker. <laughs> 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 Natalie I was Shaker. like, I don't think her name was Eunice. <laughs> yeah, Eunice? in real life, really. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, big fun coming up on Lori and Julia, right, Donnie? Always. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. 
for stopping by. Thank you all for listening. Bye. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow. on My Talk 1071. Bye. I won the throwback live today. 54 total wins. No big deal. I pretty much invented winning. My Talk 1071. Everything. I think you're the most attractive of all my parents' friends. I mean that. Entertainment.